Welcome back, everyone. This is some EMS stories, and this is episode one of season two. And I wish I didn't have to come to you guys uh, in this fashion. I wish it, it could be a, a, a brighter day, a better day. Uh, but there is uh, an issue. There's a serious issue that needs to be spoken about. And it affects you. It affects me. It affects the people we work with, firefighters and police officers. I'm pretty sure you're catching on already, but I'm talking about uh, the New York City uh, vaccine mandate. And so the reason that it's such a sad thing is because we feel that for, for those who are uh, refusing to take it, for those who don't want to be mandated to take it, uh, feel like, man, for, for 18 months... While this pandemic was so strong, uh, we were frontline workers, we were essential workers, we were heroes. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, now if we refuse to comply, we are now selfish and we are uh, the scum of the earth to some, um, and we're just not cooperating. And so, Really, it's it's just like wow, such a such a day and night transformation, and it's like I I guess I was no longer that essential um, because come it's already past the the twenty ninth after five p.m. where made Mayor De Blasio said uh, they would be put on leave until they quote unquote correct uh, themselves uh, that that kind of language and action. Uh, to be done to to people who have sacrificed everything, time, family, you know, uh, all of all of that, just to just to be thrown away because we we say, hey, we have some questions, right? Hey, I don't think I need it because of X and Y, or they might have some religious reason. Now understand that that puts people in a position, especially some EMTs who I know, uh, who were. Pretty much, uh, because it is an ultimatum, they, they took the shot. They took the shot and they regret it. And then uh, some of the other attitudes is, well, I took it, just take it. What's the problem? Here's the problem, right? When it comes to COVID, and I, I know I'm going to be saying a lot of things that might hit you the wrong way, some of you at least. To some of you, I might be saying I might be saying things that you're like, that's exactly how I feel. Why? Because I, I've been hearing from EMTs left and right, different things, different conversations. COVID, if if you've had it already, um, you've got antibodies, which antibodies now actually protect you better than the vaccine does. And they don't consider, you know, natural immunity to be a factor in your decision. Now, why some people might be hesitant besides the mandate, because I can give you my reasons, and these are pretty much my reasons, because it's not simply because the government is telling me to do something, so I'm saying no. I'm not simply being defiant for defiant sake, although it is a very big issue that the government is trying to force this, given the circumstance. So you t you let's say you have the antibodies and then you take the shot. It's actually been found that now 
it, it could actually have an issue on your natural immunity and it, it could actually make you feel even more sick. I, I, I've got a friend who, who, who said he, he had COVID. He got over it, but then he decided to take the shot because if not, they would throw him out of school. And now that he got the shot, he has palpitations all the time. He's got pressure in his chest. He says, I feel worse now with the shot than I, do, than I did with COVID when, when I had COVID. And those, those things are real. Like These are secondary effects that the government will hold no responsibility for at all. You come up to them and say, well, I'm not feeling well because I asked them why. What's the government going to do? They're going to shrug their shoulders and say, well, it's not our problem. And then, you know, they want to disguise it under this cloud of protecting one another. If Correct me if I'm wrong. But if you have the vaccine, you can still catch COVID. You can still spread COVID and you can still die from COVID. Now, of course, we can talk about or, or debate about how the risk factor is less for the person who has the shot. Um, but that's not the point. Point is, you can get COVID and it just you're just asymptomatic. So there is no herd immunity that's going on here. It's, it's simply you're going to get COVID. It's just you pass it along and the next person might not have serious symptoms or might not be hospitalized. So taking that shot really only affects you. If you can still get it, you can still transmit it. You can still die from it. It only affects you if you take it. What I mean by that is that you're not you're not affecting the person next to you. Uh, you're not making them any more safe or any less safe. Let's say you were unvaccinated or they were vaccinated or vice versa, right? It just simply means it's it's almost like a it 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 is it's the this is working like a flu shot. So that's that's another reason where it's just like so. Okay, so I've had the antibodies. Me personally, I got I had COVID back in May. Um, where I actually got a positive uh, result. I'm pretty sure at the beginning of this pandemic, I think I, I, I had it before COVID was even announced, but I could be wrong. I have nothing to prove whether I had it or not, but I do know that in May I got COVID and, and now I have these antibodies uh, and I've been negative ever since because I've had to take a, 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 a PCR test for my job weekly in order to keep working until this mandate went through now because it has gone through you've got almost 25 percent of ems firefighters who don't have the shot you've got uh in police it's over 80 percent who have gotten the shot so you've got like almost 20 percent police officers who don't have the shot. And then you've got sanitation because they're also uh, city workers. They're at the lowest at like about 74%. So they're, they're a little above 25%. Now, it just, just imagine what that kind of hit would do to a city where 911 calls are already rapid. Like I, I, I am feeling for my brothers and sisters in blue, um, 
that 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 are going out there you know they they got the shot before this mandate was ever announced or they just got the shot because they they made a decision and and i think that's what it should be it should be a, a, your own personal decision and so uh i i just feel for them because of the the craziness in terms of the calls that are that are going to come through we we were already understaffed we were already overworked throughout this entire pandemic because as you if you've guys heard my other episodes before um you'll see people call for whatever reasons so now even more uh more people well uh, not more people it'll feel like more people are calling because there are less crews out there some fire stations said they're going to say they're going to have to shut down because they don't have the manpower because they're just refusing to 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 take it they're they're refusing for the government to implement this kind of power over them for a virus that that in most healthy people has a 99.98% survival rate and for kids it's even greater for them to survive and they want to try to mandate the vaccine or get it cleared for kids Trust me, if they haven't mandated it yet, they will. That's the direction that they're going in. And so there's almost no, the, the, the amount of transmit in kids is almost zero to nothing. And, and the death rate is, is, about, is, is the same. So why are we mandating a vaccine, a vaccine quote unquote, because it's, it doesn't work like a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. Why are we doing that to these people? To people who have given up so much, is this, is this the thanks we get? I speak as someone who decided not to do it for those very reasons. Is, is, this, is this the thanks we get for, for the 18 months that we struggled? Is this how we are appreciated? Because that's all the talk we were hearing throughout of it, throughout, throughout all this stuff. Like I'm not making a, a, a political statement or anything of that sort. I, I'm speaking in terms of uh, of a moral statement. EMS, PD, firefighters, all of you guys, we we deserve more than to be pushed aside because we decided to have questions. I'd love to hear what you guys think. I'd love to hear if you uh, lost your job. Or, or were put on unpaid leave uh, for the sake of this shot. I want to know what you're thinking through, what you're feeling. Uh, I know um, this is season two, and it's been a while, but I've seen your emails, and I promise you I'm going to get to them and, uh, when it comes to the stories and stuff. Uh, but I want to hear about how you're being affected by this. At uh, You could send the email at some to some EMS stories at gmail.com. Again, that's some EMS stories at gmail.com. And uh, please, I'll get back to you or I'll read them out loud. Uh, but know that you're, you're not alone. You're not alone in your, your thinking. You're not alone in, in the fact that you took a stand uh, for something you believed in. And you should take a stand for something you, sh you believe in. If you believe it, with all honesty it's true this makes no sense i shouldn't be uh subjected to this uh that's that's not how this works that's true you should follow through with that and i speak from a from a perspective of of one who has has stood right 
I was taking, I'm now no longer in 911. My job, in which I love, love so much that I made a podcast for it. I know, I know, I, it, it sounds like I'm complaining a lot at, at times, and, and the, but trust me, uh, you know, I love my job. I, I will do it proficiently, I will <laughs> transport them anyway. Uh, but I love what I do, and I was taken off of it because of my decision. Now, you got to ask yourself the same thing. What price are you willing to pay? Because at the end of the day, we all have a price. Only few actually stand and, and, and say no, because they realize this is, this is my this is my point. If the government can force you to take this vaccine for this kind of virus, what else can they force you to do under threat of losing your job? They can now, if they can now tell you to do anything, pretty much. And uh, I believe it was Thomas Jefferson. I could be so wrong on who said this, but, and I'm going to butcher this, but he said, uh, giving up freedom for the sense of security is not freedom, it is not good. And hence, we, we believe in somewhat way that we're keeping each other safe by doing these things. And then, but, but here's the thing, you're, you're vaccinated, but you're still wearing a mask. Get what I'm saying? Uh, it, you know, someone tried to tell me that, you know, uh, not all vaccines are uh, 100%. I was, and, and my response to that is simply this. Well, if I got a measles shot, I don't have to worry ever about getting measles or spreading measles or dying from measles. That's what the measles shot is for. It's not the same with this COVID shot. It's not. So you, you tell me, think for a second. Why are we being forced to take it? I'd love to hear your thoughts and I'll be right back. So you took the shot and. You did it because you didn't want to lose your job. Um, know this. I do not think less of you. Uh, I understand you have responsibilities and you have bills to pay. I get it. I get it. So don't don't think this is um this is bashing you guys or bashing anyone who who took it because the thing is I People take it for various reasons, right? I'm simply saying uh, that if you've decided to stand up uh, because you've decided not to take it, I'm saying stick, stick firm with that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sway you not to take it or to take it. Uh, again, personal choice. But I'm saying stick with your decision. Stick with your decision because... Uh, it it's ask yourself if anything ask yourself why has your mind changed from i'm not going to take it and i'm i'm going to take it or why has it changed the other way that would be an interesting way to look at it uh, but just know that you know whatever decision you decide to make that's a decision you have to live with the decision i've made i have to live with so what's going to what's going to happen to me now uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I am 
I'm being placed in the dreaded transport side. And uh, I said they, I was told I could pick up shifts there. I don't know whether I will change jobs or remain uh, on the transport side. But what I do know, what I do know is what I've decided is just like, I'm not going for the shot. It's not going to happen. I've already, I've already got pain all over my body. I've already had COVID. I don't need to add anything else to that. I don't need to add trouble breathing. I don't, I, I could possibly come out. Okay. But then, then there's the issue of my conscience. I can't go against my conscience. You know what some of you might call a gut feeling. I can't go against it. So I'm going to be sticking around there. I'm going to be looking for other options in terms of uh, EMS. Uh, I now, uh, just a little update for you. I now live in Yonkers uh, and uh, I love it here. I like it, but there are, this is Westchester County, technically. Uh, I'm still working in the Bronx, but this is Westchester County and it doesn't have to do with New York City. And things are done a little differently here. That's another thing I want to give you guys hope in. Don't think that uh, it's the say all and end all if you don't, if you decide not to get this. There are other options if you really feel that strongly about not getting it. Don't simply say, I have no choice. I've heard that many, many times already. I've had no choice. No, you do have a choice. There's always a choice. I know it's not an easy choice. That is not what I'm saying, but I telling you that there is a choice and you should expand your horizon before you decide well i need to keep this particular job as much as we love ems or what we do there are uh, there's other jobs there's listen this there are thousands of jobs that do not require you to have that vaccine mandate uh or or ra- that obligatory shot there are thousands Look for another job if you feel so strongly about not getting it. Trust me, you, there's no shortage of it right now because people don't want to go to work for some reason. But uh, on, a, on a lighter note, I cannot leave uh, with a, without at least sharing some stories, right? Some stories about what's been going on with me. So uh, it, we actually have... Um, that I'm thinking about. So we got a 15 year old who, when we get there, both him and mom were standing outside waiting for us. We love when people just stand and wait outside and wave us down. Like, like we're an Uber or something like that. Go figure. People think of us that way sometimes. And, um, so mom, we, we get outside and, and mom's just like, Oh, I think his leg is broken. And she's serious. And I'm looking at the kid and I'm like, mommy, I, I don't think it's broken. He's, he wouldn't be able to walk. And she says, well, I want to check anyway. I was like, okay. So, and then I, I, I needed to make sure for the sake of my sanity, there's a, there's a lot of times where I need to make sure I'm not going crazy. And I think I'm not the only one in EMS that does this, but I just need to make sure I'm not going crazy. I'm, I heard you correctly. I'm thinking about this correctly. You want, you got hurt outside. He got hurt outside playing basketball. I believe you walked upstairs 
or you went upstairs to your apartment, you walked back downstairs after calling 911, and you waited for us outside. You think his leg is broken. Okay. We get him into the truck. I, I lift up his, his pant leg. I, I lift up his pants. Um, no bruising. No swelling. Nothing like that. He might have hurt it a little bit. You know, I, I don't doubt that that's what happened. Definitely not broken, though. 100%. So that, yeah. Uh, sometimes we get calls like that where it's just like, you know, uh, you, you could have you gone to an urgent care. An urgent care would have probably been better because they have this whole system where you just register and you wait to get called. You can go anywhere. They send you a text message and you wait to get called. Um, but yeah, they decided to call us anyway. Uh, and so, yeah, moral of the story is guys, double check. Uh, you can't walk on a broken leg. You should not walk on a broken leg. You can try if the adrenaline kicks in and all that happens, then yeah, the, you, you might be able to walk a bit if maybe, but it's not good for you. You should never do such a thing. And so then there was another one. There was a 24-year-old female who called for nausea and vomiting. And she also met us outside, uh, wanting to lay down on the stretcher. Um, and so when she, when she gets in, uh, when she gets in, she's, uh, she's, she's laying on the stretcher and we're talking to her. She's, and then she tells us, yeah, this always happens to me when I'm getting my menstrual cycle. It's like, so you vomit, you get nausea and vomiting every time you get your menstrual cycle. And so with that knowledge, you still call for an ambulance. Mind you, she was walking perfectly fine, all of that stuff. It, it's just like, man, how, I, I, I'm trying to, y you can hear it in my voice, can't you? Like, as I'm contemplating these things, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you just... How do you know that you might need to go to a hospital because you're going to get nausea or vomiting or whatever the case may be for some fluids? This happens to you on a, on a monthly basis, every 30 days, and yet you decide to call an ambulance for what? There's, folks, there is no difference between going in an ambulance and going uh, to the hospital by yourself all right they treat all illnesses based on priority let me give you that that bit of advice okay if you come in and i'm not saying don't call an ambulance if this is the situation right if you get shot right if you get shot in any body part you come in you said i've been shot best believe they're going to put you in the code room right away but Again, that is a good reason to call an ambulance unless you're right across the street. You better. And you could, you could hustle it for the sake of your life. <laughs> Hobbling. All right. It, it, you'll be fine. Um, once the, as in terms of they'll see you right away. Right. They'll put you on a bed. They'll set you up. They're, they're going to see you. But if you've got a headache, if you've got a stomach ache, if you've got anything like that uh, and it's not followed, if the chest pain is if, if it's not followed by chest pain and cardiac condition or anything like that, 
They might not put you on an EKG or see you right away. They might actually leave you in the waiting room, even if you come in an ambulance. We can bring you in an ambulance. We can put you on the stretcher. We can take you off the stretcher. And what will happen is you will wait in that bed as if you're waiting in the waiting room. Or if you come in walking or whatever the case may be, they might just send you to the waiting room anyway. Because what they're, what they're seeing in you or the condition is not severe based on our story, based on your symptoms, based on what you're feeling. So we understand it's tough to get to the hospital sometimes. But honestly, the use of an ambulance for such a thing is irresponsible, if you ask me. Again, send me an email if you think I'm wrong. But that's how I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it with two stories because uh, I, I got to tell some, some stories. I've got more stories on the way. I uh, don't want to give up all my material, especially now that it's limited. If you've got some stories that you want to tell, uh, please feel free. Send it through. Uh, stories at gmail.com. Uh, I'll read them here. Uh, if you want to be on the show or whatnot, uh, if you want to call in, that's also something we can set up. Love to hear how this pandemic has been treating you guys, uh, especially with these mandates now, especially with how the call volume is going to be. I'm definitely going to reach out to my EMS friends uh, as they're doing this. And of course, they're going to feed me with some stories. Hopefully, they'll have some good ones. But um, yeah, I, I just want to tell you guys, you know, stay strong out there. Stay strong out there because there are people who are on your side. I'm on your side if you've decided not to take it, uh, the vaccine. I'm, I'm on your side. I, I agree with you uh, for, for whatever reason it is. Uh, and it, that's stated factually, okay? Not, not some craziness, uh, which I might lose some people here, but some people think that there's like some metal in there or some microchip in there. I'm, I'm not that far gone, uh, but I simply understand the concerns in terms of your health. All right. This was some EMS stories, and I will catch you on the next one.